and welcome to The Break, one of the greatest podcasts out there. It is episode 17 and we cannot wait for basketball to be back already. Real basketball, not a sideshow as Mr. James would say. And to make this show 100% Canadian hosted, joining me today is Phil and unfortunately Justin could not make it because it's his old man's birthday so we wanted to be... Happy birthday senior Justin. We wanted to be our nice polite Canadian selves and just let him enjoy that and relax, you know? without us ragging on him. <laughs> and plus it's more fun when he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely maybe has more of a... We finally don't have to talk about the Cavaliers. It's amazing. Yeah, you're right. Literally none of these topics will have the Cavaliers in it I think that's all. happened like once yeah. since I've ever been doing these shows. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of ruined it a little bit by bringing it up, but that's fine. But that's what I bring to the show. I ruin <laughs> things. I like. I'm like that kid who can't be given anything nice. You know, like, I just drop it, I throw hot chocolate over it, I just... Alright, before uh-huh. before you ruin the rest of the intro, we'll just take a little bit of a break and get into our awesome topics that we have. So we'll be right back. And we are back. So we decided our first topic uh, was the All-Star Weekend. Hope you guys were watching. It was definitely a lot better than last year, but... Specifically, we want to talk about Devin Booker. Give him a little light. Uh, He won the three-point contest, which was amazing. And now he's probably a little sad that he's going to have to go back to basically the worst team in the league. Uh, Phil, what do you think uh, is going to be his vibe going back? Um, I mean, obviously, he's not going to be seeing any Ws for a long time. This team is is lottery bound, and I mean, uh, that could almost be a good thing. And I'll I'll jump into that in a second. But first, we got to give him credit where credit's due. He scored a 28 points, which is a record in the three point contest. Not Larry Bird, not Clay Thompson, not not Peja Stojakovic. Devin Booker. I think he's what, like a little old rookie Devin Booker. Uh, he's not Booker. a rookie, but he's like he, <laughs> or, well, he's like 20, you know. 21 years old. <laughs> yes. Um, and already one of the better best shooters in the game. Great ball handler. He's just really progressed. I, I remember when he came out of I think it was Kentucky. Um, and I looked at him and I didn't give him the appreciation that that I think he deserves. He's really worked on his game. Now, I, I know a lot of people like to compare him to like a J.J. Redick, a guy who just came in. He was a big-time sh- shooter, and then he had to learn ball handling defense. But he's just a complete guard, kind of in the mold a little bit more in my mind of like a Steph Curry without the handles. He, he's a decent assist guy, and he's one of the young stars in the NBA. Now, is his defense going to catch up? Maybe, but it's all about team defense anyways. But this is a young team. I mean, if there's going to be a Phil Special kind of team in the NBA, yeah. this kind of got to be one of them. This is your classic your classic team. This is my classic. They have a bunch of young players. Um, Josh Jackson was the fourth overall pick in last year's draft. I actually thought he should have gone to Boston instead of Tatum. I, I think he's fantastic. And if they can pull another one of like a top five pick in this year's draft, one of the big guys, they're going to have a really, really solid foundation. And don't forget, um, they have one of the best medical staffs in the game. They saved Grant Hill's ankles. Mm-hmm. Remember, he actually played a few games when he was there. We're going back. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal actually lost some weight, which is a minor miracle on its own. <laughs> yeah. And 
and it's Phoenix, Arizona. It's a decently nice place, and they've got a and they got a nice system. Yeah, you know, well, if you sort of look around the the web, the internet, what people are talking about, I feel like they're saying of all of the teams, they may be at the bottom, but they kind of have the most hope going forward. And especially with somebody like Booker, he's one of those franchise future star players, one of the few guards that can actually sort of turn the team around or you can build the team around him. Do you see like in the next little bit, how long would you think that this is going to take to sort of actually be decent? I mean, it's such a young team. It's tough to say. Even guys like TJ Warren, Alec Len, I'm a big fan of. Um, They're going to need another big name and then a couple years to really go across because Booker being uh, 21 and and really when you look at it, any of the guys that matter are all 23 and under. So guys that young generally don't translate into wins, even if their numbers are there. Um, So I, I think this is a team that's probably three, four years away, assuming they land and can, you know, make this draft pick yeah. work. Uh, unfortunately, if they whiff on it and pull a Greg Oden, that'll set them back because the unfortunate part is Phoenix is not really a free agent destination. So they're going to have to build this team through smart drafting and maybe some smart um, trades for guys with... Listen, anything can be a destination. If Cleveland is a destination, Phoenix yeah, is definitely a better destination. But they were a destination because they got LeBron James that. back. I mean, anytime you have the best <laughs> I know, player in the game. But still... In this day and age, anything can be a destination. So we'll take a break right now, and when we come back, we'll see who else uh, made a splash at the All-Star Weekend. All right, thanks, guys, and we're back. Uh, I wanted to get into the World versus the USA game because that was a little bit different than we've seen some of the other years. And finally, we see some of the world is actually looking good compared it was uh oftentimes it's just kind of run by the u.s or you just think a lot of the players are coming to the u.s but that's starting to change yeah no that game was outstanding and talking about catching up i mean when we're talking about the total breadth of players yes the u.s still has the most number like if you're just putting into bot in, into bunches like superstars or stars the, the numbers game is still going to be heavily led that way when you look at who world team was able to trot out Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Uh, you got a bunch of stars there who are really, really young. And going forward, I actually think, uh, again, the numbers aren't going to give them the, uh, the edge, but it, but the top-end talent, it's going to be close. And for years, people have given knocks on European players and people from all over the world that they were soft, not as skilled, this, this, this. I mean, okay, Kristaps Porzingis, arguably one of the best power forwards in the game. Uh, Jokic out of Denver. Um, there's, there's a bunch, a bunch of these young guys coming through. Well, yeah, and I like the fact that you mentioned young guys as well because I feel like you can see with sort of the new day and age in broadcasting rights, I feel like that's a big part of it as a lot of these younger guys, especially from other countries, are actually being able to watch the NBA and it's a lot more popular where they are, which is getting a higher interest in other countries that it wasn't the past maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. So yeah, the fact that it is a lot of young guys, I would put a heavy hand and say that that's probably due uh, to just more availability. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, the, the programs are growing around the world. We've seen um, in, in Australia, they're devoting way more money into um, facilities, into coaching, into training. Um, and you have a bunch of guys who are really going to come in. I mean, 
Uh, we're not even talking about our fellow Canadians, right? Uh, Jamal Murray looked good. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is still figuring his stuff out. People are overly harsh on him. He's 22 years old. He's going to figure it out. Yeah. And there's, you know, Tristan Thompson's not terrible. But overall, there's probably about four or five quasi-all-stars. Uh, Lowry Marketing of Chicago looked fantastic. Um, Buddy Heald. It, it's going to be one of those conversations that I think, if it hasn't flipped to the other side now... Within a very short period, it will. And I just think that's great for the NBA. They've already gotten ahead of the curve and started going to other countries, other other cultures, being China, Lithuania, all the rest, and spreading the game. And and we're seeing the dividends. It's it it, it, it yeah, it's not just sure. a North American sport. I mean, we always compare these leagues, you know, the NFL and the NBA is the two monsters uh, of of North America. But what really hap- what really differentiates them is once you leave North America, where does the fandom lie? And the NBA really starts to grow at that point. The NFL has its fans, but it's not. Well, even if you look in the Philippines too, like we've had a couple of the guys on press basketball, or at least one of them, uh, go on the Philippines CNN to talk basketball, and you don't realize how huge it is. Even in Canada, we've talked about before how there's huge Filipino leagues. Uh, in Ontario and stuff, and you just don't realize, I think, in North America how big it is outside of that. But I'm wondering, too, so they changed it up this year. What did they do the other year? They usually have for this game, it was sort of like a rookie pick versus vet type thing. What they usually do is it's rookie sophomores. So it's first-year players against second-year players. So to be fair, when they played the the uh, United States and world, what they did was first and second year players. So we didn't we, yeah. we didn't really get to see, you know, full fledged. But I can actually see this replacing some version of the All Star game going forward because once you've got guys that are older than the second year and it's and it's going to be a good matchup, I think some people would rather watch this type of game when you have the LeBron Jameses in the world rather than how they were kind of picking teams in the All-Star game. I, I think there's a good chance that this, as the talent continues to develop on the world side, takes over as how the All-Star game plays. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, guys. I just wanted to talk about, so Mark Cuban is sitting in hot water again, had a huge chunk taken out of his very large pocketbook, but he just got fined $600,000 for making tanking comments. It's his largest fine in the NBA that actually follows a long list of his other fines. Um, what was your take on that? I mean, it's not a surprise. Did you do all that on purpose? So he's in hot water. He got a bite taken out of him and he's in the tank. You know, he's one of the stars of Shark Tank, right? I'm just saying those three and things you'd <laughs> said was kind of ironic compared to what his main but role is. But that's how... No, that's just how good I, I am. You just got lucky that way. Um, listen, I, I think it's kind of funny because I've actually been saying this to the Dallas Mavericks for years now. Um, I know our, our, our buddy Ryan, also with Press Basketball, is, is a huge Dallas fan and he doesn't agree. Um, but I think some franchises just need to lose to start winning. And look, when you look at the Dallas Mavs, they have a nice rookie in their point guard. Uh, Harrison Barnes is okay. And... Dirk Nowitzki's on his last legs. They don't have the foundation to win. And while, yes, free agency happens, it's becoming increasingly tough to do. So you really need, especially in such a heavy draft this year, and and with them having the possibility of landing a top five pick, 
This is how you break through. Now, I just hate it because Mark Cuban's being fined for what everyone else is saying already. Like, he's, he's not oh, coming up with this new idea. He, well, until they change really how draft picks happen, this is always going to be a thing that happened. And I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly how the draft goes, because to me, when I look at draft picks and trading teams, it looks like a Game of Thrones front page of the book where you're trying to connect who's got what season draft pick and sold for this amount. Of, like, I'm not even going to pretend to understand it. I've seen some experts struggle to understand who ends up having what. But I think until they actually change the system of obviously poor teams getting better picks and how that whole process works, I just this isn't going to change. It's not, it's this way in basketball, it's this way in other sports. It's just, that's your best option because then you're just going to keep being bad teams until you get good draft picks. And it doesn't always work out that way, but that's kind of where we are at now. Oh, I mean, absolutely. But to me, it's less of a conversation of how the draft system is and more that it's kind of like if you're working for a company and someone sends out some racy email and, and they get, you know, suspended or whatever. And it's less really about the email and more about the image for the company, right? I think the $600,000 was a crazy fine, by the way, but this was less to do with how Mark Cuban chose to run his franchise and more with the look it gives on the league. I think the league is okay with people like you and I saying, you know, teams just tank, but without actually yeah. saying it. Because to say you're tanking and giving up is A, saying I'm not going to put a competitive product on the floor. And as a business, that's not something you want to hear. And B, that I'm going to try to take advantage of the system. And anytime you're a corporate entity, when you know some of your players are trying to take advantage of you and as a whole make you look weak, because what were people talking about at the beginning of the year? They were talking about the guys at the top being Golden State, being huge favorites, Cleveland's, Houston's, and a whole bunch of pretenders, right? And a whole bunch yeah. of guys at the bottom. That's not great for sports. One of the reasons the NFL does so well is that any given year, the teams that was last place last year, instead, like assuming you're not the Cleveland Browns, two, three years in, you can fix yourself. In the NBA, that's really, really, really tough. And I think Adam Silver and the rest are really trying to push away from that and are trying to make the Philadelphia 76ers an exception, not the norm. But you can see this at the end of the the other end of the spectrum as well is teams that are in the top, the sooner it gets to playoff seasons, they rest their star players and they found ways of saying, oh, that's kind of not what we're doing. And they kind of sidestep it, but that's exactly what they're doing. So you have this almost same problem at the very top as you do at the very bottom. It's a little bit different. It's not like the whole team's not trying, but you have the same issues getting closer to playoffs where their star players sit out and they're trying to rest them and they can say, oh, they've got a upper body issue it's you know it's opposite ends of the spectrum but it's essentially the same issue everybody knows what they're doing if you say oh undisclosed injury we don't want to say what it is you know they're just resting players. but it's perception right they're not saying it when when yeah. greg popovich say, said he's doing that that's mm -hmm. when everyone's hair on their back their neck stood up they're like no 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 again we can kind of pretend this is not happening it's kind of like like uh, uh, the you're right. It is. It is like you said before. It is a league image issue, yeah. and I think that does make sense for why the fine comes out. But I mean, this is always going to happen. People are just obviously not going to talk about it. Even Mark Cuban said to quote him, "I'm probably not supposed to say this, but." And then continue to say it. So he knows he's not supposed to say it, but I, I, it is I what just it think is. It's <laughs> I, I just think it's silly at this point of 
of, of social media. Everything is so public. I mean, if if a hundred different writers are saying it, and one owner is not allowed to say it, I mean, I don't know. I yeah. I just think it's. Very I don't ridiculous. think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna change. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. So the final thing that I wanted to touch on was actually a mental wellness program put forward by the National Basketball Association and the National Basketball Players Association as well uh, about mental wellness. And I thought this was really interesting for me. I mean, it kind of follows what we've touched on a bunch of times uh, during this season about how the NBA is sort of the most progressive league in sports. And I think this really sort of fits with that narrative. And you had, sorry, uh, you were saying earlier to me uh, how Press Basketball did a similar article, or not similar, but something that really ties into this well. Exactly. Uh, years back when our former editor-in-chief, Mark Griffin, he interviewed uh, Royce White. Uh, those of you who don't remember Royce White was, he was a power forward, kind of an Anthony Mason type guy, 6'8", 260, could handle the ball, rebound, push the break. Um, he was uh, um, the first round pick, 16th overall in 2012 selected by the Houston Rockets and he has dealt with um, anxiety and such his entire life basically it comes down to he has a, uh, a death fear of flying and obviously as a professional athlete you have to fly all the time in different cities different games and they would not permit him to take the bus or drive it took too long it took him away from the teams and so he's been playing in the NBL um, for the London Lightning uh, for a while now and doing very well there. Uh, we had a chance to speak to him and get his opinions. Uh, but, you know, his big thing was it's not just him. There were a lot of people in the NBA and he wanted to be that voice. You know, sometimes it's, it's you know, um, I don't want to pull the, uh, the Colin Kaepernick thing here, but sometimes it takes a few people who to take uh, uh, the brunt of, of people's reactions before, you know, it can get better for the rest and i yeah for sure and i think sort of something like this to me would just open the doors for a lot of things that maybe aren't being spoken about in the nba their goal is for it to be you know 150 percent anonymous completely so players don't have anything to worry about going to them or talking to them and that it'll affect their trades or their team playing or anything like that Again, you would hope that none of this would get out to the media. So I think that's sort of the biggest kinks that they're trying to work out with a program like this. But they made a good point. Like, this should have been started sooner. And it's not just the NBA. A lot of major sports organizations should have something like this. And again, it's just the NBA sort of leading the way once again and moving to something really positive. We just had here Bell Let's Talk Day. And I think this is something that really ties into that well. And just in sports in general, it's just something that seems to be needed and it's finally at least with the nba finally going to be implemented soon yeah no for the most progressive league uh, in the country and maybe in the world it's just it's adding to its accolades and at the same point you know if its biggest competitor is the nfl it just kind of whatever the nfl does wrong the nba just does right and uh hopefully uh, we'll be in a spot one day where this can come through i mean you know this is just the uh, the tip of the iceberg right how many you know drug problems or drinking problems or or domestic bits are are maybe caused by insufficient support 
not, you know? Exactly. And this was, I mean, a little bit more of a problem, like you said, the drugs and the drinking, a little bit more of a problem in sort of the 80s and a little older basketball, but that doesn't mean uh, it's not still a problem today. It's obviously just hidden a little bit better. So I think something like this, it would benefit everybody. I think teams would be better, leagues would be better. Overall, it just seems, I, you know, I don't see anything wrong with this. I don't see any negative effects from it. Uh, and we'll just sort of wait to find out. I hope that they get that going soon. It was supposed to be implemented before the All-Star weekend, but hopefully we'll see it by the end of the season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you were saying it was, it was a little rougher back in the 80s and 90s, and, and in a lot of ways it was that way, but, you know, they didn't have social media. Like, these guys coming out 20 years old, the kind of pressures and comments that they're dealing with, and, uh, you know, even for someone who's not dealing with any uh, mental issues, it's tough enough, but imagine you're compounding these things. I mean, they need to give, like, on, on many levels, these these kids essentially the the tools to uh, mentally deal with the game. I mean, uh, it's it's tough out there between the money and the, and and you know the relationships and the and the people you keep uh, ties with, and then and, yeah. and and then the real issues. I mean, a lot of people go through and um, and feel they can't speak. I mean. I think if we're all honest, most of us should be, you know, uh, 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 seeing a psychologist here and there. But uh, finally, they're doing the right thing. Applause yeah, the NBA. absolutely. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what they come up with and when that finally gets implemented. Uh, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Can't believe that we're on episode 17. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Remember to like and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Just search up Press Basketball. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're basically everywhere. And don't forget to check out uh, PressBasketball.com to keep up with all of our new content. And we'll post up a link to the article uh, that Phil was talking about as well. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing.